Welcome to Freedom International Broadcast. Um, we're gathered here today with the two other podcasters, Grace Assange, Quantum Nurse, and Hartman Schumacher, Go Your Own Path. I'm Roy Collin from The Awakening Podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our guest today is Peter Wilson. Peter was on my podcast episode number 148, and we discussed about kind of debt collection. So it's actually an episode that you should go in and listen to. I'll give a quick synopsis on Peter, ex-Royal Navy gunner, 16 years of age when he started. So, I mean, I know, I don't know how, I wouldn't be able to do that at 16 years of age, but at that time, 16 was okay. Then he was a professional fighter and he had a gym, martial arts gym for about 30 years and just recently you've passed it on, I think, to your son. Or Yeah. 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 So to let him fight the fight because both... Peter and myself, and we've discussed it on our episode, we both lost everything, and Peter lost over a million sterling in the space of a week, lost his home, his own home, and basically was homeless, and through that, realized that the amount of corruption that's going on in the world, that he must fight it. So, Peter Wilson, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, yeah. Um, that's basically the story anyway of what we went through on that. It sounds terrible, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but the, uh... it, the beauty is you're very positive and like I follow you on the, on your YouTube channel and a lot of the stuff and I just love your style because as you're talking about the things that are going on, you know, you're mentioning your dog and everything, you're staying in a very positive frame of mind, which I think is the most important thing because when we go through debt and dealing with corruption, going to courts and everything, you're, you're, you're go down, you know, you're not even connecting with friends and family. You're just, you're in your own self. And I think maybe just start off on that, the kind of mindset to try to stay positive. Well, you see, that's the thing is, is like, I always look at it from, from um, a, a, a perspective of a fighter. Okay. So no matter what you're walking into, you have to have a complete 100% positive mind mindset. Right, you cannot walk into a, a boxing ring, right, or a cage and have it thinking, "Oh my God, I'm gonna get beat up here," you know, because you you will, you'll lose and you'll more than likely get hurt, um, you know. So you must have that mindset and 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 be so focused. And I would say, in a lot of ways, if you you know compare it to like being uh, self hypnosis, I would get into such a state where just like complete and utter calmness. Um, nothing would affect me. I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't like see anything apart from exactly what I wanted to see in my mind before I was walking in. And you've got to imagine, you know, you've got a few hours wait to go into a fight and you have to really like control your adrenaline rush and everything. You know, we actually sell self-defense courses and, and a lot of it is talking about psychology and adrenaline and how to control your body rather than, oh, this is how you punch or kick. I mean, that's nothing. It, here is where everything is. It's all in here. Now, you've got to deal with life in exactly the same way. So the way I do it is, is like it's a lot of meditation as well, but I do it in a way where I'll be out walking with my dogs. So I'm up like dead early in the morning. I like It's getting light now. It's usually dark when I get up. I get out down the beach or in the woods. I'm very lucky. I live right next to the coast, straight onto the beach or behind us in the woods, walking through the woods, and I'm meditating, and I'm speaking to whoever it is that connects to me and protects me and looks after me because it, there is something that does that for me. And they give me answers. They give me answers to things that I ask and I get supplied, 
you know, with uh, help and uh, spiritual help and guidance from whatever, you know, and, and that's how I like look at the way of, of going through life. And it has to be done in a positive way, no matter what, because we're only here, right, in this, I don't know, what do you, let's call it a flesh suit, right, in the human form, but only for a short period of time. But this is not us. This is not our being. Our being is something else more powerful and that we're going to be going on to other experiences once we leave this this uh, flesh suit so you know you can't allow things like simple debts or losing money or anything to like ruin the spirit because if you allow that then you know you can see what happens to people's spirits unfortunately you know i've been through a lot of other people trying to help them and that's why i, I get so passionate about helping people with these so-called debts because you can see them on the brink of disaster on their life to be, you know, you know, I know that, um, like I say, like we go on and we go on, but you know, they're going to stop this existence right now, and I see it and I deal with it. So that's why, I, you know, I do like to get involved with it, and I do get excited. But uh, uh, to me, is is like you have to keep everything as high vibration as possible. So when I do my videos, you know, no matter what's happened, you know, with like you know anything, because you, you get strange comments and stuff goes on no matter if you put your head above the parapet you're going to get shot at simple as that and that's you have to take it as part of the course so yeah just go through it and make sure that you uh, stay positive all the time no matter how bad it gets and you know there's always always something that you can do um and always something more positive you can get out of it if you just learn from the experience absolutely so I suppose, like we're going to talk maybe on the trusts and everything, but maybe, you know, we're saying claim your straw man. Maybe because what I want to try to do today is we've got like seasoned people that follow us on a lot of the stuff that we've covered through, you know, and just for those listening, if this is the first time you've listened to this, we've got, we've got uh, you know, a few people we've had BB on, we've had uh, Peter Stone on and, you know, and they've, plus they've also been on my show as well, covering different subjects. So each, it's to me, it's the most ones that has the most comments, the most positivity, the most that people are actually benefiting from. So maybe perhaps just to, uh, explain the straw man for those that might know about it. Okay. Well, the, the thing is with the, 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 well, people call it the straw man. It's real name, uh, you know, is the legal fiction. Now, this is created uh, for you by, it's not even the government, it's the Crown Corporation. Uh, when you are born so or but you know they change your born or being born to what we call a birth now when you say it and you say oh it's my birth or my birth certificate or birthday you were saying it with a b-i-r-t-h when in reality they've created it with a b-e-r-t-h for it to be a birth as in you would be a ship or a vessel coming into a harbor and that is what they actually do they change you from uh, a sentient flesh and blood being into a vessel cargo that's what they actually do so they create it by giving you what is called the surname and everybody thinks that this is their name and it is not their name the government let's just say the government so we don't get too confused will create this legal fiction which will be your capitalized uh, surname. So, for instance, on mine, they would say Peter Wilson. Well, my name is Peter. All right. They've created the Wilson as 
uh, an implied company or a corporation. That is what most people would know as is your straw man. And they use that as an implied corporation to basically run the existence of you, the living sentient being, the man, the woman. So they do this because all governments are corporations. All corporations uh, run the whole world. So we have the Crown Corporation, which like, let's just say like the central banks, which is the Bank of England, which is not English whatsoever. It's privately owned. The Federal Reserve, which is not federal. Again, it's privately owned by the same family. You know, all of these central banks and they run the lower levels, which is the government as a corporation. They are private limited companies. So they can only deal with other private limited companies or corporations. They can't deal with living entities. So then they can't deal with you. So what they do is they actually create this legal fiction or straw man. And that is what they actually do. So if you need to look at your driving license, your passport, a tax bill or whatever it would be called, it's always written in the full capital letters it's not your name it's not you so if you've got a bill dropping in the door it's got the capitalized letters on might look like your name but it is completely spelled differently it is uh, uh, american sign language or glossa or dog latin whichever phrase you want to use but it is fully capitalized so your name if it's fully capitalized has to be an acronym all right you could where in English can you actually write in full capitals and have it normal? Would you write a book, for instance, you know, in full capitals, every single word? You couldn't do it because it doesn't make sense. All right. It is dog Latin. But if we write it out, say, for instance, Peter Wilson in capitals, it can only be an acronym. So what does that acronym stand for? What I mean is, right, we'll write an acronym, bog off, buy one, get one free. Okay. IMO, in my opinion, right? That is an acronym. And now what they've done is they've changed your name to an acronym and it disguises it and you believe that it's you. Um, and it goes very deep. It goes all the way even to the school teachers when they're doing the register when you're at school. This is how indoctrinated everyone is that the, the school teachers are, but trying to indoctrinate you. Why do they say your name out at registration? All right, I can remember it. There's the teacher sitting in the class and she's looking straight at us. And she's looking at me and she's saying my name. And I've got to put my hand up and say yes, you know. But when she's saying it, she's got it written down in full capitals. This is indoctrination of them and us, all right? This is massive psychology indoctrination, okay? Now, obviously, from there, the school as well, it's all about fear-mongering. Don't do this. Don't do that. Stand there. Stand here. You know, punishment. When I was a kid, right, growing up, we used to lit growing up in a Catholic school, we used to literally get whipped with leather belts, whipped with uh, cat and nine tails, you know. So, you know, and that's <laughs> and it was, it's true, I'm not lying. Right the way up until I left school, I was getting beaten with whips and all sorts at school. You just thought that was what everybody did, you know. I'm not saying I was an angel, by the way. I certainly wasn't that. But, uh, you know, so this is this is how they actually indoctrinate you. But that is what they're doing is they're interacting with a corporation. That is a straw man. Right. So there's literally a clone of you. There's two of you that go through uh, this existence we call life. And um, they always interact and find the straw man, tax the straw man. Okay, make the straw man the customer, and the customer always has to pay. As in, we are 
man and woman. So we cannot pay or cannot be a, a, a debtor because we are the creditor, the beneficiary. That's roughly what that would mean. <laughs> and with, with um, like, I, I, I'm seeing with the letters, the more I'm understanding this, I'm seeing every single letter, letter from courts, every single thing is fraudulent what they're doing. And also, they don't put stamps in it. Is the, the the franking that they that they're doing? Is it like I've heard of people saying you can go to the postmaster general when they're doing that, not having the stamps? Have you any dealings with that? Yeah, well, um, funnily enough, I got to um, uh, uh, let's just say these things come through the door today, and um, they, you know they're in. They've got a little window on them. Okay, and they've got something behind them which is written in full capitals, which may or may not look like my name, but it can't be because it's written as an acronym. So what we do is like we actually cover up the name and put like not known at this address. Okay, so then we're going to return it because it's got it, there's no stamp on it, so it's not real post. This is this if they had wrote my name my name on the envelope, that would be easily challenged as fraud. That's why they make the envelope and put you inside so you can spy inside. And then it's not fraud because they haven't written on the actual envelope. That's how they get around this fraud. And there's the other one as well. And we just stick that on, you know, like return to sender, you know, on there. Because it's not my name. I don't know who that is. And somebody sure once told me if you open other people's mail up, you'll get into trouble. So that's not mine. So I just have to uh, return it. So that's funnily enough. Coincidentally, that was not planned. You know, I just have and you just put that in the post box with no stamp or anything. You just basically put it into the local put it back box. in the post box. Yeah. You know, it's not me. Put the sticker over the top and send it back, and then they can deal with it. You know, so what would be their next step? I don't even know what it says in there. They're not talking to me, right? So we just have to play the game out and see what happens next. Yeah, oh, brilliant. And um, I see there's some people that are doing the UCC one financial statement where you're filling that form on, online. What's your thoughts on that one? Well, I mean, I've actually done it, but for specific reasons. So I've, I've filed the UCC one, but um, I've done mine because I'm actually dealing in the United States with the IRS um, about certain claims, um, getting tax rebates sent back, if I want to call it that. So because of that, I want to... Um, protect my 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 being from my straw man name so i've used the ucc one to separate it uh, so the irs can see that and recognize that as being separate and they do okay because um if you the, the, what i'm doing the claims that i'm putting in if you make mistakes and i do know people who've done it and made mistakes and you can get fined so i don't want them to send a fine to me they can send it to the straw man and he can deal with it um he can like set it off um, via their system, because that's all it is, is a system of uh, currency. You know, it's not money. There's no money. It doesn't exist. There hasn't been any since 1933. They took away all of the gold standard, nothing attached to it, purely a fiat currency. So, and that's what I'm dealing with on the, the IRS. It's just a fiat currency. But I did the UCC one because I was dealing in their jurisdiction, because their jurisdiction is in the United States with the IRS. It can't be, you know, you wouldn't get jurisdiction on the UCC in a UK or Irish court or anything like that, you know. You have to just watch what jurisdiction you're in. Yeah, because I've done it as well. And I was wondering, because I used to get bombarded with 
so many like builds or just them trying it on and since i've done that i'm not getting much to be honest there's nothing it's all stopped and i'm mm -hmm. i'm not sure is it that or what or the fact that like on some situations like the city i've replied with the letter kind of basically show me the contract show me the proof and they just they kind of disappear because a lot of the times we're afraid because it's the city or the government and the reality mm -hmm. is they're the most biggest criminals that are that are around a hundred percent the biggest the biggest gangsters that you could ever meet and you know they, they have such disregard for um their own rules and regulations you know and that's the difference but if you're looking at to um let's just say you you want to get less hassle from the uh the city of you said or or you know the government your local council or whatever it is what you need to do is to look at the privacy all right or privacy however you pronounce it elements of things right so we have to look at ourselves as being alive rather than being this implied corporation because they can only deal with an implied corporation so what we do or what i have done and what i help other people do is to declare themselves alive now that might be crazy right or sound crazy but if you look at the set of kv at 1666 which is still valid and still written into the government website, gov.uk, right? And it states on there that you're dead. So what they did was like back in 1666, they had a Babylonian sacrifice. They actually set fire to the whole of London so that they could sacrifice it in this big satanic Babylonian sacrifice. The same thing when they were doing with the plague, you know, and thousands of people died. But at the same time as they were doing this, and they blamed it all on a poor guy called Thomas Fainor, who was a baker in Puddin' Lane, all right? Probably never even existed, but that's who they blamed. And um, they set up the Set the KV Act in 1666, okay, under this false flag of the Great Fire of London and the bubonic plague. So that declared everybody, they said... And this, even though the fire was only in London, right? They said it would cover the whole of, of England. We don't know who's alive, who's dead. We don't know whose property's burnt down and whose is still up. So what we'll do is we're going to take everything into a set of KV trust. So we own everything now, but we're only holding it for you in trust. And we will keep it until you come forward and declare yourself alive within seven years. After seven years, we'll presume you're all dead and you have no will. So the government or the Crown Corporation own everything. And that's what happened. And, you know, you can go and Google it yourself, look it up yourself. It's still on the government website. So after seven years or at the age of seven, you're dead. You know, so you, you own nothing. You cannot own anything. And an easy way to prove it is just if you think you own things, as in they belong to you and you're the property of you, say your home, for instance. Um, now I'm dealing with this right now because we're really heavily into helping people with trusts, but you don't own your house, your house, your home. You don't own it. So if you think you do, go and have a look at the title deeds and you will see that you are a tenant on the land. How can that be? Well, I haven't got a mortgage. This is This property is it, but it's not ours because... We are tenants on the land because all of the land is held in a trust, which it was taken into trust, at, well, many times, but the, the, the main one that they did in England was in 1666. 
and it's still in that trust. So nobody can own the land. So, you know, um, so what we do is we declare ourselves as alive by actually telling them that we're alive. Because they said, if you don't tell us, then we don't know. And so we presume you're all dead. And we can only deal with the legal fiction, which will will actually dip, in, dip into our Seteke V Trust. Okay? So, which is another topic, but I, I'll explain that in a second. But then what we also do is we tell them that we are living and private. So what we mean by being private is we set ourselves up as being a man, but we also set ourselves up as being private. We also set ourselves up as being in a private trust. Now, private trusts are probably one of the most powerful tools that anyone can ever get to use. And they've been used for hundreds of years by people who are wealthy. And they are mega wealthy now because they had everything in private trusts. Okay, J.D. Rockefeller, he had... He, he, he created hundreds, if not thousands, of private trusts. And he was going in from trust to trust to trust to trust to trust to make sure that nobody could actually ever find anything that he physically owned or had his name on. Okay. Um, and, and, and very famously said, you know, own nothing, control everything. So this is the aspect about protecting yourself, Roy, is, is like you know, by being private and declaring yourself a man but protecting yourself from these corporations who literally want to financially rape you to death, all right, every single day uh, and leave you just a, a, a used skeleton after uh, 70 years. 70 years because that's when the set of KV trust runs out and then there's no, there's no use for you, okay? You start, like, trying to sell you things then. Well, not sell you, but give you things, you know, like medazolam and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd seen a show with the, I know it was at the Rockefeller, basically in the 70s, and basically saying he was worth, I don't know, he had 480 million, and they asked him how much tax he paid. I don't pay any tax, he said, and that was on television. That's, you know, that's something that you can actually check online and see. So, with the different trusts, because there's revocable and irrevocable, like what's the way to do it and the costs as well? Because I know before, I was looking at doing it as well because I've kind of gone through the same journey as you and I'm really conscious of having anything because I said they're so corrupt they just come along and say yeah that's mine and you can't really do anything because they, you know it's like the gangster putting a gun to your head only they do it with a pen mm -hmm. yeah 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 you'd probably feel better wouldn't you if they threatened to shoot you though you know what I mean you know but uh, they just do it so dirtily and slyly it's just it's disgusting you know I'd rather like you know get shot at but um, if we if we take it back to have a look at the trust now, on, on what we would call an irrevocable trust, right? You just mentioned that one. You've got like the the, the revocable or the irrevocable, um, which can get complicated. So I'll try and keep it as simple as I can, right? Just so it doesn't get too muddy or confused. But take it to the, the back to the Middle Ages. Now, I've done a couple of. Um, um, videos talking about like uh, William the Conqueror, uh, the throne of England, how he was literally given uh, by Pope Leo the Eighth, I think, um, the the pendant to come and invade England, and the 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 the, the signet ring as well, his his own seal, the Pope's seal, and on the bio tapestry, right? If you you've actually, you can see the them carrying the Pope's flag, the the Norman soldiers, it's actually you know woven into the tapestry. Uh, the, the Pope's flag, see them invading on the battle. 
And, um, you know, those uh, he, basically then he was given permission to set England because once they took the crown, the guy, Harold, he was not um, he was not of their bloodline. You know, he wasn't even royal in that sense. He was voted in. God forbid. <laughs> so anyway, right, once they actually put it back to a feudal side, so they took and back the crown, they took back and protected the city of London. This is in 1066, you know, they're protecting the city of London, which goes back to Roman times. This And it's still in charge of the world now. But um, the these knights that William came and set up all over the place, there's this massive house just up there behind where, where we live, called it well it's called Delaval Hall but it's De Laval it's the De Laval family that literally came over in 1066 on the ships with William now they were all given their land all over England right up to the border which is I can see the the border of Scotland through my window there we've got the Cheviot Hills all right and um right the way up to these lands here they were all given all of their their their, their separate like shires or whatever it is they're called you know counties and lands now their duty was then to go off and fight the wars for whichever king it would be all the way through william richard and all them and going off on these crusades and everything however and i'm just explaining it might be long-winded but listen right when they were going away to fight these wars for the king right oh we're gonna go and win the holy land back for you i'm gonna steal your land when you're away if you're out the country for longer than seven years, you're dead, which means the king can take it all. Your castles, your lands, your wives, everything. Um, you know, and that's what they did. So what happened is that the, the knights was thinking like, you know, I'm getting a bit sick of this. You know, it happened to like people, they say it happening to their, their friends, their associates. So they started to do an irrevocable trust to protect their lands from the kings and queens that were running the country at that time. So they, they used to use the trustees being the church or the clergy because they had already taken the oath, it's a long, long Latin oath, can't remember it now, they're not, not allowed to own land, but they could be the trustee of the land. Now, because they had the church as trustee of the land, the kings and queens couldn't touch it. They could not do anything with it. That's the power of an irrevocable trust. Um, now, an irrevocable trust means that, that, that when you come back, right, that it's still set up and it's ready for you. Okay, but you can have you can set it up initially to be revocable, so you can change it slightly upon your death. It becomes irrevocable. All right, but these were common law private trusts. Now, every single trust ever since then, no matter what kind of trust it is, it's all designed on the principle of the common law private trust. Even you've got your statutory trusts now that will be tied in. You know, you've got like, like set up certain periods of time trust, but they're all designed with a, a let's just call it a template. Right. We've got the template of the common law private trust. Still the most powerful trust that there is around, which is what. All of the Rockefellers that we mentioned and the Rothschilds and all of these families coming down, you know, they've got everything in uh, these uh, common law private trusts. So the reason why they won't pay taxes on them is because on the common law, when you, you've I don't mean like, you know, I hear people talking about common law being outside. Oh, I'm living under common law. It's just nonsense. 
but you set up a common law private trust, the law expressed in that trust is your law, common to I. And it's the law that you set up. And, and if it's set up in that way, to correctly with trustees, the beneficiaries, the settlor or the grantor that they would call it if they're in the United States, then and, and it's it can be if set up and expressed correctly, bulletproof, um, which has been proven over thousands of years. Uh, and which is why, you know, I, I try to tell people so many times, time and time again, you know, if you want to try and help yourself in this situation that you've been through in the last two years of nonsense, you know, protect yourself going forward because it's it's not going to get better unless you actually get off your backside and turn it around and make it better by protecting yourself by doing what they're doing. Go and have a chat with Tony Blair. God, he's got he's got so much money. You try and find any of it, right? The reason why nobody can do anything to him, no matter what they try and accuse him of, is because everything and everything around him is all in a private trust. Then in a trust, in a trust, in a trust. And with the craziness that's going on around the world, gas bills going through the roof electricity bills, water bills going through the roof. Some people have their houses paid, maybe elderly, they don't have a big income coming in. So by having their property in the trust, it will prevent these utility fraudulent companies actually taking their houses from them. That's exactly true. Now, the thing is, and again, you know, I get uh, messages and, and um you know, emails and everything all the time and saying, you know, help me, what can I do? The bailiff's just come and put a clamp on my car. And I'm like, well, how does he know it's your car? Why is your name on your car? You know, it's, and they're like, well, well, it's my car. And this is the thing, right? And we we need to educate people, right, going forward, educating ourselves and then educating our uh, uh, colleagues, want to call them that, but then families going down the generations. The reason why these people, like the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, it wasn't an accident, right? Now, I know that you can use the histories and stories and say that they were given this or were given that. Inherited wealth is the only wealth that will ever stick, all right? If you win the lottery... Right. The odds say you win 10 million in a lottery. Give you a couple of years, you'll have nothing left. You haven't got the discipline. You haven't got the skills. You haven't got the knowledge or, or, or literally the, the environment around you to help you do it either. So when we're actually playing, you know, like um, with our toy soldiers and stuff like when we were little boys. Right. These people that had inherited the wealth were getting taught how to how to actually uh, establish their trusts and move forward down the line to get ready to pass the wealth on to the next generation. These people are so wealthy now because the people before them were thinking about the next generation wealth, the next generation wealth. Whereas people now only think about, oh, myself, me, me, me. <laughs> you know, it's like, if I own my house, then nobody can have it, right? And I don't want anyone else sharing it and I'm keeping it. I want my name on my car because it's mine, 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 right? And that's how you end up losing it, by trying to keep everything. So that's why you need to bring up if you take it back to like it's called a white man's disease, by the way, because it, they've lost the, the, the tribal community. Right. By everyone in a community. say when it was like tribal, they all looked after each other and there was a community. Right. And that the community always thought, what will we do to help the, the next generation? 
We're not just going to go and eat everything and ruin everything now because we need to look after the next generation. So they've just done that with wealth. So they did it all with trusts and then protecting them to move on to like the next generation. And I, I don't want to go off topic, but I mean, you see them. And the reason why they're all so obsessed with creating more wealth and more wealth and more wealth for generations to generations to generations is because they are of the belief that they will. And this is true. They will be reincarnated into that into that bloodline. That is their 100% belief. And that is why they do the so many satanic rituals. It's all uh, witchcraft and spelling to bring them back into that next generation so that they will be reliving in the same uh, line of wealth. That's why they do it. So it isn't just creating huge wealth or could never, ever spend it, you know, in a hundred lifetimes. They're thinking of it. They want it in a hundred lifetimes and the next a hundred, then the next a hundred. Okay, but these people that we've got surrounding in the communities, instead of being linked together, they're all individual. So they have their name on their house. They have their name on their car. So the bailiff will come along and say, you haven't paid your uh, gas bill, right? You said in Chile. So say gas bill. So, right, so it's got this nugget turns up right there with like absolutely no personality. You know, it's just like, and he comes in, and he sticks a clamp on your car. Because it's in your name. All right. Well, you, it's not your name anyway. It's your legal fiction's name. So he's put it on, on the car, boom, and he's got the clamp on. Right. I mean, there's many re easy ways to get the clamps off, but let's just say most people don't know it in the panic and then they end up get, having to pay them to get the clamp off. Right. But even worse, if they've actually put a charge onto the property. So they, what, what I mean by a charge is if we just do it's it like in, lien, in America, it's like a lien on the property. So they put yeah, they're right. like the first rate of the. So if we can go back, because I, I'm looking at, because I've even tried to get a trust on here. And it's like nobody's able to, they're all kind of walking away. Solicitors like, Ugh. and I was lo looking at um, in America, there was a guy explaining a lot about it. And is there a way that we can like have a template or something does it have to go through the legal route with a solicitor or can a trust be done with a community? Have you kind of figured out the easiest and the most cost efficient way of doing a trust? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know, we've actually got a couple of different ways. We do have, right, let's call it a template, but we've got a system in place now and I've been working on it for a few years um, and we've set it up now so that uh, we're going to be launching a website very soon. Um, and when the website will be set up that you can actually just go in and you can say, well, I want to go and just like, buy this, this, this trust, this template so that the, the, all of documentation and the products will be inside of the website. But so will all of the videos, the tuition or educational videos, the tutorials that will teach you step by step what you need to do with this part what you need to do with that part, how you do this part, how you do that part. So it takes you step by step all the way through. Okay. So that's what we've been creating over the last uh, uh, two to three years. Now, if anybody has got, you know, like say with that, when I lost that money, the big money that, you know, we had a portfolio of properties and they were on different places all around the country, even abroad, you know, you can, if it's too complicated for you, you can get a, what we call a bespoke, trust set up for you by a trust expert 
and we have one who'll go and do it for you. But it literally is bespoke. So you would have to have appointments with them and sit down and chat with them. And then you can go through it, you know, well, on a Zoom call like this, you know, to discuss your particular needs because, you know, it is going to be specific to you. All right. So you could never say oh, it's going to cost A, B, C or D because it depends on what you've got. Uh, but we have got um, the trust. They've been ready for ages, but I've just been getting it so that I can get the videos to match the documents so that you can watch the video with the document in front of you. Even if you're just using your pen to like write it out before you do the, 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 the full document. Um, but remember, it's going to be lawful documents, not legal. All right. You don't want to be legal. You don't want solicitors. You want it to be in law. OK, because it's going to be a common law, uh, uh, private trust. That's exactly what it's going to be. So you have to well, it be once you do it. I mean, obviously, because I know there is a lot of work. So obviously you've spent a lot of time, but it's it's something that once you pay and get it done and get the right advice, it's not something that you have to continually renew and do something else the next year. Obviously, if you've got new property come in into it, but if if nothing changes, it's just valid as it is. Yeah, there's no ongoing yearly cost for a trust, is there? No, no, not at all. That's the thing. If you get a statutory trust, and you do, and which will not be as powerful, um, and you go and do it with a solicitor, what you'll do is you'll actually pay the solicitor every year a trustee fee. And they'll usually set themselves up as the trustees or at least one of the trustees, you know? So, um, and then and they're going to charge you a fee for maintaining it, you know, and that's it sitting up on the on the shelf, <laughs> this little file or, or normally now in, in the laptop and doing nothing. And they, they charge you an annual fee for like taking the space up on the hard drive. Um, but in reality, once you've got the trust set up, you know, and, and obviously you follow the, the directions and you do it properly and you express it properly, you can express it publicly to be private. Right. So we do it through the newspapers. We do it through the postal system uh, using the Royal Mail tracking system. So there's proof of everything. And this is only if you ever get challenged because you need to protect yourself the same as you would need to protect any any kind of asset. And this you set it up. So it's all proven track record. Uh, we do it publicly to, to explain there's a private trust created. So it goes in local newspapers. It goes online worldwide. But obviously, you don't give any any details of the private trust because it's private, right? But you do tell them there is a private trust that has been created and you express it. That's what it means. So once you've got it expressed, yes, if you add things in, you'll have to do paperwork to add it in. If you want to take things out of the trust, which will be a trustee's job to sell, right? If you're, you know, you do have the ability to do investments and then you have the, the money that comes into the trust. Because the money's coming in, then you have to pass it on to the beneficiaries. Depends on how big the trust is and what the, the trust is, is set up for, how many beneficiaries there are. It's, it can all be different. And that's why, you know, sometimes if it gets complicated, you would need a bespoke one. Um, but generally, what you know, if it was for the average man or woman sitting in the house that wanted to protect their asset, the, the, the place they're living in um, and, and the, the vehicle that they're driving, and you just need to put a few things into a private trust, then there's nothing else to do once you've actually created it. Okay, Look after the documents, right? Don't don't let them get stuck. In, don't let the dog eat them. <laughs> but I, 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 I don't want to be hogging the stage. I'll have to pass on. I just want, there was one thing, because I had heard your video on it, and 
I, I wanted to just question on it. You said, never say, um, like, I'm sorry, say, forgive me. And I just what you might explain that when you're, is that regarding a letter when you open a letter? When you're saying, you say, well, forgive me, as opposed to, I'm sorry. Well, first of all, if, if, um, now it, it, it's about a legal thing or a lawful thing. Okay, legal and lawful being different. But if you're going into um, any kind of situation, you say, I'm sorry, it's like you're basically admitting responsibility for everything. Okay. Whereas if you say, forgive me, it's non-committal, as in, well, you know, it doesn't say I did anything. Right. But also in, in the language, all right, which is like as we're actually speaking to each other, it's accepted and treated very, very well when you say to people, forgive me. You know, I always use it, you know, I mean, and I use it sincerely as well, you know, or forgive me, and then go on to, you know, address the situation. Whereas if you just say, oh, I'm sorry, they still seem annoyed at you, mm. you know, and then, <laughs> where if you say, oh, forgive me, a lot of times, well, they want to, but it coming back to where, what would happen is when you were in a, a, a lawful court, not legal. We're also in the legal society now, but you could have been pleaded not guilty, right? But then eventually it got shown more and more and more that you are the responsible man for this crime. Then you could still maintain your clean family name by throwing yourself on the jury for forgiveness. So you would throw yourself on the jury, say, forgive me, right? And, 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 and you're asking for forgiveness for the crime. And then you would be, you would be a, no matter what punishment was handed out, you would keep your good name, your family name. Whereas if you tried to fight it all the time, say if it was, a, a, you know, like, oh, you've stolen someone's cow, right? And you wouldn't admit it and you fought it all the way through. Then they found you guilty by your peers, which is the jury of 12, a lawful court, nothing what we do now, then your 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 family's name would be cast out. And and then everybody coming after you would always have that that bad name, you know. So to ask for forgiveness, that's where the term comes from. But so we're asking for forgiveness, but it's also a very nice way of approaching it in language. Okay, excellent, excellent. And I know that Hartman, because he'd mentioned it earlier, he's having internet problems, so hopefully we get him back. But I'll say to Grace, forgive me for hogging the stage and I'll pass it over to you. <laughs> no, it's all it's all good. It's all good. Um it's some because it's as as Peter you said, it's a massive topic. And just like um like health and other things, each of us need to keep hearing it and hearing it and it seems like the last two, three years are like the fertile time to to learn and unlearn things. And and let me, let me continue with that words because I am attracted with words and words really, if we pay attention to it, their lies, the there in the words are the lies and the truth. <laughs> so um, thank you for you know teaching that and for anyone and everyone else who have taught that like you and and i also think that even before we can even step up to claim um in in united states and there's a movement also called claim your american status so it, and then they're claiming the straw man 
I think it's good to learn words already because sometimes I know that uh, one or two people I meet that they would kind of put put it into test. So when a police officer like stop them, they're able at least to have those words, proper words, so that when they they you know they are confronted, then they get hold of themselves and those words become like powerful. So and I know that for the audience, I you have that video that you spoke so much about that, right, Peter? And you said about um, using don't don't be using like uh, children, but I I believe you know could be like your that's your property as well and not using the word person or citizens but using the word as man and woman and the birth into to born so i like that peter what when you mentioned about we so they we need to prove that we are alive now in this in this uh, deceit that have been passed on generation from generations um, do they benefit more when the person is dead, and or when, and 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 you can connect it. Will they benefit if you're educated? Will they benefit more if you're in prison? Because it seems like everything that we do is attached to certain numbers, and the certain numbers is attached to whatever they do that. They keep on uh, like we become commodities that they they put at put put us in auction, right? Is that what? That's how I imagine. So mm -hmm. so what? And then and then we see this massive migration from other countries, and yet the corporations, the government corporations, seem to like want that. Now, how does that benefit them other than changing the political? environment for political reasons well the um every everything has a value in in their eyes okay so the um everything is set up there to create cash for them in, in reality but it's not like um it's it's they don't need the money but they need to make sure that we keep low the, the vibration low so that we're struggling all the time and this is right let's Let's talk about like the the the, um, the value of everything and and what would be the value of us being alive or dead, all right? What they do is that when you were born, okay. So when you were born, they create an insurance policy on you, a life insurance policy on you. That's why you have either a, a national insurance number or a social security number. It's a life insurance policy, and it's a bond that gets invested on the stock exchange, the securities exchange, right? And it creates um, uh, massive amounts of wealth. This is, the, this is trading on the stock exchange all the time. So you are literally being sold. So you are a commodity that gets sold, exactly what you just said there. So they have, like, everything is, 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 is like a, a trade or a gamble, if you want to call it that. So, you know, they, they expect you to live a certain period of, of time. And, and if it goes shorter than that, they're insured against it. OK, exactly the same way as the, the uh, mortgage companies insure themselves against you not repaying the mortgage. Got to repay. Well, can I explain that later, maybe? But everything has set values on it. So it's all to do with your 
social security number and your birth certificate number. These are bonds that have been created right through the, the, um, the stock exchange and sold. So the same with, say, for instance, your marriage certificate. If you get married, i.e. you ask them for a marriage license, then that license will have a number and it becomes a bond and it is sold. If you go to prison, which you mentioned there, then you get a prison number that will create a bond and it will be sold on the stock exchange, which creates even more value. So everything that you do or do not do has value. So when it comes to like this mass migration, what they're trying to do is break down the actual identity of the nation. So they don't want people to be English, Irish, Scottish or British. Right. That's why they're having this mass migration, because they want the one world and a one world government. This is, uh, you know, we're seeing it now from, uh, you know, like uh, Klaus Schwab and all of his uh, pals. You know, they're just talking about this massive global, right, ization, global. Their God is Baal, all right? That's why they call it global, global. And it's hidden in words that you were just saying there, you know, hidden, plain sight. But um, that, that that's, you know, they, they don't want you to be, uh educated or you were saying there they need workers not thinkers you know that's that's all it's about which is what the education system is all about who set up the education system it was the rockefellers right it was their education system so why is it that they did it it's to do make sure that all you do is become a robotic entity to them right and then the more that they can keep you busy just living, as i.e., like, you know, hand to mouth. And, and we know most people are, are, are like, you know, two two months wages away from, from disaster, really, right? If they lose the job two to three months and, and there's, they've got nothing left, okay? But if you're always living hand to mouth, hand to mouth, you're never going to push yourself enough to get the education to create these trusts that will protect the little bit of wealth that you have to pass it on to the next generation, okay? So, you know, that's what it's all about. They need you to be uneducated in every aspect, all right, and to be so busy trying to survive that you'll never look outside of that tunnel vision of survival, just getting through the month, getting to payday, all right? And that's why they just keep going. And that's why you have your football and your rugby and your sports, you know, bread and games. Keep them occupied, bread and games and work. And then they're not allowed to think and they're not allowed to get educated. And then we don't get further forward in life, find out about how to protect ourselves with trusts and then be able to pass it on for the generation that's coming after us. Oh, and since this is happening now, it seems like we who do not try to like wake up or learn what's being offered right now. And I say offered because... It more than ever, again, as I mentioned before, this many um, spokesperson and like you and other people, uh, other men and women have been been speaking about it. So we ourselves um, can take the responsibility because what's happening is we we let the whole situation like hypnotize us already, instead of like okay, wake up. And I I I remember. Um, that it's been that the the concept of uni 
polarity is been being forced to us instead of being multipolar you know coming from all different backgrounds and so is this happening all throughout and this is for my filipino people and for asian people is this happening all throughout the world you know like i'll tell you peter i i come from a region in the philippines where all i re i remember fully that if you are born in this province all of us have the same have a same letter for our last name so so now i know that it's it's easy to trace like that so it's easy to monitor so yeah we have letter a from my city then another from letter r from another province so it's very interesting the way they did it and you did mention that when they send people of knights or other um uh, men and women who worked for the corporation of colonizers when they went to the philippines and of course to other countries they divided the country and say okay this is yours this is yours this is yours so that's really what happened so how would really like the people benefit once they claim their straw man is it just um the fact that they can save some money or uh maybe you know not to keep themselves crazy working all the time or is that beyond because this this evil oligarchs they've been doing it for generations right generations generations so it's and it's more than just i think physical body which you did mention so speak to me about um about beyond going through the you know claiming our physical bodies mm -hmm. you see that <laughs> it's funny they should say that because talk about the philippines and with the the uh the colonization you know because i know um you know, we, we, I'm quite connected to the Philippines through the martial arts. I've done a lot of Filipino martial arts, be like, you know, like uh, Cali um, or a screamer, you know, uh, using the weapons and everything. We still have them, still have a lot of weapons, actually, um, that we use all all to do swords and everything. You know, always training in that, that fashion. But um, one of the um, conquistadors that you could call him was like Ferdinand Magellan right who actually invaded the philippine islands it was about 1500s 1530 something like that and uh, you got to remember um he, he he was uh i think he was spanish and he uh it, that's which is why there's a lot of spanish language in the philippine islands but they they had had landed there with guns as well remember gunpowder and and everything uh and he actually peter excuse me they came with guns and cross yeah exactly exactly and you know they, they had a massive battle i think it was on mactan island and that was with uh, one of the major chiefs which was like i don't I might not say his name correctly but like lapu lapu and he actually killed ferdinand magellan and all of his men at the battle of mactan i'm sure it was about 1530 but obviously you know that was just one battle but this this, this uh, colonization and basically what they've been doing is and it's the crown corporation doing it you know uh, under the guise of these um european royal families 
you know we never had a british empire it was, it was a crown corporation empire you know um obviously it was headed up by the british royal family but these they're from um uh, egypt <laughs> you know going back over onto the bible babylonian side but the the uh what they're trying to do is they're they are trying to make it so like you've literally got one world instead of having your nation and then from your nation you had your region there now i mean i would say on the the actual claim in the straw man it's not about the financial thing for me okay it's like people like i get questions all the time saying all right now i want to claim a straw man where do i find the money you know it's not like that really because I did say that these bonds do get invested and these bonds create this wealth, but it's not wealth that's in your name and it's not going to get stuck in your bank account. But you do have um, unending credit, unlimited credit. That is exactly what it is. Now, it's in a, it's in a debt-based system, okay, because they've created this currency, the fiat currency, which is not money and, and it can never be money. It is completely valueless. Um but so you know, to me, when I'm declaring, like I'm, I'm finding out that I, I, well, you know, I've done that a long time ago. But just say that you're declaring yourself living man, living woman, and I know my name is Peter. It's not this capitalized surname that you created and and put on there in capital letters to own my soul. You know, it's literally freeing your spirit, freeing your soul. That's the way I look at it. More than all right. I've got my straw man, where's my money? You know, that's not my, not that isn't the point. And it's definitely not the point where I would be coming from. Whereas the way I see it is like, I'm in touch with the creator. I, I, I only come from the creator. This is where, where I came from and it's where I'm going to go back to. Um, and it's just like literally uniting my spirit with the, the spirit of the creator under the earth playing with other man and woman that's and, and being the community of man and woman together uh, rather than being in corporations that's what the way i see it rather than saying like you know quickly quickly open a bank account and get that straw man money this that's never going to happen it's so interesting uh, because some of us i noticed that who really puts ourselves in dedication for a is that purpose, whatever it is, um, um, we understand the importance of having a good money, good income. But beyond that, because I just mentioned that to one of the people I, you know, I help to earn a living. And I said, um, you know, the money does not inspire me so much. You know, it's my freedom to do, to enjoy my work to do what i wanted to do that's what inspires me so peter um not in in some cultures because you said about the name in some cultures and i believe in especially in eternal life teachings we have to claim our own name as well and like my 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 son i have a secret name for my son so it's only me and his father and his my son who knows that name so when he has to call on any situation that's the name that he has to use so anyway so 
And because um, as we all know about the satanic movements, we also have to remember that we're celestial human beings. And then when we can, it's it like, you know, manage it in a higher level, <laughs> in a higher frequency, <laughs> not just in lower level. And I will just make one more comment and you add on to it. The beautiful thing with what's happening nowadays, especially those who do homeschooling, those who create their own academy or maybe whatever it is. I know sometimes they said, don't use the word school, change it because, you know, don't use the same words that the corporation uses. Yeah. It, I, I, I would be so exciting that in the future, more people as they grow up, these individuals, men and women, will really have a different life than us because <laughs> at least they're more awake now. So what do you think, Peter, on, on including this curriculum or this, yeah, this subject matter, the truth to the, for the parents? Oh, 100%. And the thing is, um, you know, very recently, only a couple of weeks ago, we actually like gave our gym over to our, our son so he can continue running it. Um, you know, just, but before then we were actually doing, uh, homeschooling, if you want to call it that, but we were running classes, kickboxing, martial arts classes for the children that were not in the education system. So they would come to us for their exercise and their physical education, their, their, you know, um, well, I mean, we did martial arts with them, but it was all about building up that uh, physical body as well as the spiritual. But th that type of education, it's a, you know, the, what they should be doing, if you had a real school, and if, if they'd said, well, look, let's go back to where I always like to look at, um, you know, say, for instance, like um, uh, Native American, like, like tribes there, where they would have the children, they're going to teach them how to find water, clean water to drink. They're going to show them how to get shelter so that they're going to not be protected from any elements. And they're going to show them how to have food. OK, now, if you have water, shelter and food, then you don't need anything else. You know, so there, uh, a guy that I know, I don't know, no, but like I listen to a lot of his uh, podcasts and his educations. And he uh, said, well, look, you know, because of the, the way that uh, uh, a human body is, a human body is literally could live on fruit alone, nothing else. It would, you would get all of the vitamins and minerals and everything that you would need from fruit. So he's saying, if you could actually set up an orchard with like say four or five different fruits, and that's all you did was plant the fruit. And then that small orchard could be your whole life. You would never have to work. You would never have to worry about where the next meal was coming from because it is on a tree. Because it's you, it's your orchard. You live in the orchard. Then, you know, uh, um, if you needed some shelter, then you could cut one of the trees down to make the shelter, and then regrow the next tree. You know, we were just walking through the town, and um, you know, looking at all the trees, and the town's got hundreds and hundreds of trees in uh, all along the sides of the roads. Got the avenues up here, and there's like hundreds of trees. Not one fruit tree anywhere. So when I when I was like a, a kid growing up, they always had what they called Blackberry Week, which was in October, um, and I had a week off school, and everybody would go out around the whole country, and they would all go blackberry picking. So they'd all go all the blackberry bushes, and and this is an across the entire country, 
I would all be picking the blackberries and then everybody would be a big celebration of like, like blackberry jam, blackberry pie, you know, blackberry this, blackberry that, everything. You can't find them now because the councils have destroyed them. These are all wild fruit growing along the, the sides of roads, growing in forests. They've been shredded and destroyed. Why? It just makes no sense. Again, it's more control. But that, that is the type of education that we should be looking at, finding out how to go and find food, finding out how to forage. So I, I mentioned we live on the coast. And I had a friend come up and helping um, with, with some uh, electricity work. And he was an expert forager on the coast. And he was showing us all the types of seaweed on the rocks that we could go and eat. And they're totally edible. And you could live just off eating the seaweed, you know. So I'm not sure. It doesn't smell very nice. But <laughs> I think once you've cooked it, it may be okay. But, I mean, it's available. And this is a type of education, not, not only the education on, you know, like what you said about, uh, you know, the, the legal fiction or straw man, but, you know, but definitely about the connection with the creator and the spirituality and lifting the vibration and lifting the love and, and then also showing them, you know, how to actually find your own food rather than, you know, having to go to a, a shop or a supermarket. We should get banned supermarkets and get rid of them completely. Go back to either little shops or foraging outside in the forests and along the coasts. But that's the type of education that we need to do. That's that's where it yeah. should be going. Thank you, Peter. We may be doing this like snails, you know, very slowly. But sooner or later, we'll get there. You know, the turtle sooner or later will get there. As long as we do one little step, that will be good. And thank you for everything that you do. And Peter, thank you for sharing your martial arts day. I... I I was learning Kali, but I stopped for now because of the mandates of mask. When the mask is off, then I'll go back. And so I'll pass it on to Hartmut. Excellent. Brilliant. I love Kali. I love, you know, just the, the, the actual hand and eye coordination and the balance and the agility. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. They should, uh, they should be teaching that. Just the, the coordination side alone, not just the physical exercise, but the coordination. All of the children should be doing that. You know, it's fantastic. Brilliant. Um, Peter, it's so pleasure to have you here on, on the show because uh, the situation is going really mad at the moment. And uh, in the and common law is the only way to, let's say, to survive in the next couple of months on future especially as uh, they, for example, in Germany, we will have from January 2024, we will have the activation of the equilibrium, wait a minute, equilibrium of Burden Act, is that correct? Equilibrium? Equilibration? Equilibration of Burden Act? Do you know that? Do you understand no. this? No. Um, it's, um, it's an act we had Let's say it this way: We had in uh, in the 1952, we had here in Germany uh, a war uh, um, a war victim compensation law, and mm -hmm. this war victim compensation law was for the people who came out of the war or who have lost everything in war, and these yeah. people um, they got money from the government, and and all this debt were put on the people in this in the in the in the everyone who had more than 15000 
we're having a bit of a problem again. How about uh, Peter? Just go ahead. Whatever you need to share with us. Well, yeah. I mean, what is it else you want me to talk about? You know, I mean, private the, members uh, associations. You might just mention that the private members associations. You might touch on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going down actually to uh, a meeting um, with some people. Uh, I think there's different groups that are literally linked across all all of England or the UK. Um, all about community. Um, it, it is about like the the there being freedom and common law, um, and it's uh, they want to set up their own communities that have got their own. Um, their own schools, if you want to call it that, but it is going to be their schools, not in the state system. So they're going to set up private schools. Um, now we're going to do that by having um, the private members association. So the, the private members association are going to be incredibly powerful in the, in the, 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 the months and years to come, um, because we're going to have to set up literally separate communities that have nothing to do with the legal society. So the legal society, like the, the Bar Association, which covers the whole world, but the Bar Association has been so successful in ruling the world because it is a private members association. The same thing as like the judiciary, all right, and the Temple Bar and the Crown Corporation. They are all separate entities, but all private members associations. That means that they cannot be interfered with by laws, legal associations or statutes, acts and statutes from parliaments, no matter which part of the world they're from. That's what makes them so powerful, uh, which is what we are looking to do to set up private members associations where you can have your own um, education facilities for the children. Uh, you, literally, you can have um, like, a, let's just say a, a food production business like an orchard or something like that then you can actually trade on a private contract between you and your private members on private contracts that it's just an exchange between each other which the legal side cannot interfere with and there will be no for instance taxes or you know sales taxes or any interference or or even manipulating saying you're not allowed to sell that type of fruit it has to be this color and that color and that shape and that size you know and taste like this and it has to have tons of insecticide on <laughs> you know which is what they're doing this is how the 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 they're running the world in europe and you know so that 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 is very important as we move forward on the actual private members association so are, are we are we back I see Hartman's back. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. I have here in Germany. I have internet problems. I don't know why. But today is horrible. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and what I'm also talking about is the Equaliz Equalization of Burdens Act, and this uh, this uh, act means that, for example, if you have, um, if for example, the war victims got the money from the government. In that moment, all the people who had more than fifty thousand mark on on the account, everything was split 50-50, 50% for someone and 50% for the government. The same was with the real estate. Uh, they have to pay mortgages for or 50% of the real estate from 1952 or four till 1979. And the interesting thing is in 2019 in Germany, they have 
ex have changed this war victim compensation law in social law, in the social compensation law. And now there is the possibility that, for example, victims of vaccinations, uh, victims of um, refugees, and all these people will be paid by this um, Equalization of Burdens Act, which will be activated with this with this law again. So in 2000, so there will be a very big expropriation coming from 2024. And this will not only be in Germany, this will be in the whole European Union. And my question is, is it possible or is it is it the best way to have a British private tower trust and to put all the well the wealth of someone in, in the European Union in the British private trust? Or has it to be in the uh, according to the uh, law of the country? Well, the thing is with a trust, the trust is is literally uh, universal. Okay, mm -hmm. you can have a common law private trust. Now, the essence of a common law private trust is that it will not get affected by acts and statutes because that is, is not law. You have your own law inside a private trust. So it's a private trust and it can only be governed, if that's the right term, but it wouldn't be governed. It can only be questioned in equity, not okay. acts and statutes. Now, the thing is, what you have to do uh, or have to bear in mind is, say, even if, say, we're in, say, we're in England and you want to, you've created your trust and there's your trust. Now, you can put, um, you know, your property or your interest in the property into a private trust. So that would protect the building, your building, see your home. OK, even though they have the land deed as you were a tenant on the land, you can actually put your interests in the home in a private trust it would make it very difficult for them to try and take from you in any way. So if one of those acts come along, what you've just mentioned, where, you know, I'm presuming they would like take 50 percent, you know, of the value of, of, of the home to pay, you know, because they're now a. a you know, coming from a foreign country because of the war, all right, then, you know, refugees are going to pay that money to, but it would not be able to affect your property if that was in a trust. But we could not say, well, I've got like a load of cash hidden under my bed, for instance, all right? You couldn't put cash into a private trust because that cash whatever country that you're in, right? But if we're doing it in England, if we've got um, pounds, it's got the Queen's head on or, mm -hmm. or a monarch's head on, which makes it public. So even if it was gold coins, silver coins, you couldn't put those gold, gold and silver coins with the Queen's head on into a trust, a private trust, because it would make that private trust public. Now, what you can get around it Right, but where you could have like a, a different trust and set up as a revocable trust, uh, a living trust, because you're alive, right? And it becomes irrevocable, finished at a certain period, or when you die, you can put the uh, wealth in that trust and then put that trust in your trust, or the interest in the uh, ownership of it, which is an intangible asset, but you can put the interest 
which is extremely powerful of the ownership into your private trust. So I think it's like complicated, right? But that that would, if you had the expression, right, which we you would have, like, if you've expressed it in the correct time and said that this private trust has been set up yesterday, look, it's in the newspaper. Look, I have my, well, whatever, the, the German, you know, mailing, mm -hmm. stamping and everything. It's there. There's the proof of it. There's my file. There's my pack. There's all the evidence. And this is all of the assets that were expressed into it. There's the proof you can't touch it, you know, and you go into the only court, the highest court in the land in England is the chancery, which is equity. And equity trumps all law. Interesting. And what you said also concerning the coins, is it better to to have bars instead of coins? Because in bars you do. You don't have yeah, any. If you're having bars or ingots, then they haven't got, um, you know, like a, a, a monarch's head on, you know, because it, it's all about jurisdiction. So we're talking about, you know, the if you were in England and you have the Queen's head on, that is the the United Kingdom jurisdiction. So you're you're actually turning it into a United Kingdom trust. So you've actually lost your privacy. So you can't put public assets in a private trust. I see. Okay, and. Um... Let's say it this way. Um, let's let's try to be practical because the problem is we have many people are used to live the the as the person as a straw man, so they work in a, within the system. So the problem is they have to, they have also to be prepared to live out of the system because uh, let's say it this way in a very in a very short time you only will get money on the cash cash machine when you have a QR code very soon. Yeah. And um, this is, the this is a, a resolution uh, from the European Union, from the European Council. Uh, this is the resolution 2361, which will be established or which will be presented in July 2022. And um, so on the one hand, we are in the system and it's quite difficult to it's like a, it's like a vessel to to change the direction because mm -hmm. uh, we have to we have to get out of it because otherwise with qr code uh, coded cash machines you are completely uh, lost in the system so you have to exchange you have to create something um yeah, on uh, separately and you have to establish the private trust and um the question is, what would you suggest? What would be the first or the first steps for people in order to get in this direction? The first steps you got to do is, is obviously is, is try and realize who you are. Okay, so realize mm -hmm. because everybody is so indoctrinated that they just go straight to the person instead of being the man or the woman. All right, as crazy as that might sound, it's, everybody goes to the person. You know, and they speak that way about like, I am a person or this person. Well, you don't get that kind of person. And they keep saying that word is to realize that you're a man and woman. Then declare yourself living in the private. So you can actually declare to your government, I'm, I'm, I'm alive, I'm not dead and I'm living in the private. All right. Then set up a private trust. 
to put yourself and you can put yourself in a private trust because it's all about property. What is proper to I property? Okay, so my body, my eyes, my DNA, my fingerprints, you know, my body fluids are property, proper to I, and they are all in a private trust and cannot be touched or interfered with by anyone without my or the trustees uh, permission. Okay, mm-hmm. so then is like you're literally going to have to find communities of like minded souls that can think the same way, feel the same way is to set up their own communities where they could be trading with each other without a QR code. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I mean, this is what uh, the, um, I can't remember if you had come back on or not. We we're saying I have a meeting like, you know, next month down in um, the middle of England. And it's about the communities are coming together through across the whole country and how we can turn them into private members associations that are outside of the legal society. Because it's just a society that was set up, a fake fictional society. It's not real. You know, these are not laws. These acts and statutes are literally rules of the corporation, rules of the company. And I don't work for the company, so I don't need to follow their rules. Right? Acts and stat. It's an act for an actor. It's not real. It's fiction. By setting ourselves up in um, private members' associations and you can interact with fellow-minded individuals, like-minded souls then you can have your own society and those societies can be private as well as free. Um, now, we've got uh, groups that we, we're talking to. I've got big meeting next month and it's like about how to grow your own food, about the, uh, taking the kids away so that you're going to give them a correct uh, life to lead rather than being indoctrinated by school teachers that want to teach them filth in schools. You know, that is what they're talking about. And these Groups are actually going to be setting up as well what they call their own peace force. So where they're going to be keeping the peace, where you will be trained as a peace officer, knowing how to actually help keep the law. Not legal. We don't care about legal. We're not interested in the legal society or the bar. That is a satanic, fake, fictional body. We're only interested in the living and we're interested in the law and they're interested in the creator and how to come together and form those private societies. That is is the way forward. And that's the only way that we're actually going to be able to get through uh, what they, the legal society, have got planned for us, be it the European Union, the Crown Corporation. It's all the same. They're all the same groups. They're the same people. They're, they're all interwork, intermingling and working with each other. There's no difference between um, nations at all when you're talking about them people. It's uh, it's very interesting. So the also the people have to understand that the common law is above the sea law. Is yeah. this correct? So yeah. and and this is and and this is this is the highest law in question mark what we have on this planet because the sea law and then there comes several other laws and also the NATO statute and then for example at the bottom we have for example in German the 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 Grundrechte the rights the basic rights in Germany yeah but these are but at the end we uh, if if uh, if you tell yourself that I am a man and I or I am a woman in that moment I completely get out of the system 
also from the sea law and which is the law of the Vatican. Yeah. So look, if you look, right, and we have uh, the pyramid, okay? Mm -hmm. So we have the creator. The creator is on the top of the pyramid. This is the creator. You, Whatever you want to call it, God, Allah, Buddha, whatever. I just say creator covers everything. So the creator created man in his own likeness. So we are here, right underneath, okay? So from there, there is man and woman. On the top, the only thing above man and woman is the creator. Everything else is below, and that's every other law. Even common law, it's below man, right? Because it's the, the law where we would have it from the Ten Commandments, for instance. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, but basically no harm. Okay, mm -hmm. so where that that is the law, no harming. Okay, and underneath them you could have like you know governments are down here. So we had like man or or creator, and then man, then man created society, then society to live created a government, and then the government created public servants, and then the public servants created maritime law. And this is down here, so we're already up here. This is this is this is the reality. This is the reality of it, the fictional side. Is what they've done, and they've got man here, and that they're on top, and it's not right. That, that, that's interesting. Exactly what it is. Yeah, from the right from this kind of perspective, it's more really a spiritual. It's a spiritual battle. A hundred percent spiritual. You know, I mean, it's all about it's all about the creator, and he created like man in his own image, and then like he gave like man dominion across the planet. So, mm -hmm. you know, he didn't say, right, now I'm creating man, but by the way, I'm going to make sure the government tell you what to do. He didn't say that. I've never read that in the Bible. You know, it's like they created man and he gave man dominion across the earth. And then we created everything underneath us. So they are literally, they are the servants. They are public servants. They are there to serve us or they are supposed to be working for us. Yes. They they are supposed to do this, yes. At the moment, it's uh, completely opposite. And the interesting thing is you cannot reach these people on a spiritual or emotional connection because these are psychopaths. This is, this, is, um, this is another subject because uh, as long as these people are not connected to the human beings, they have no, there is no um, relationship and there is no understanding for this kind of words yeah well they have no empathy whatsoever the, you know but yeah. they are literally bred that way you know so if you look um at you know the people that are running uh, and I'm, I'm not i don't mean the governments i mean the ones above that the ones that are running the governments then they've been bred for generations upon generations for thousands of years to actually make sure that they have the most highly qualified psychopaths available so anybody that shows any sign of empathy in anything that would be like of a man or a woman they are got rid of you know they will never be anywhere to be found probably like you know annihilated all they need is like the psychopathy part of their nature to be blooming and anything empathetic is gone so this is the creation of what they have and then from there they recruit Think of it on the Wizard of Oz. So you have the witch who's like the who's crazy and she's got no empathy for anyone, and she hires all these flying monkeys to run around and just and carry out all the horrendous orders. It's what you see all the time. All of these, 
you know, crazy uh, police force and everything. They're just flying monkeys running around doing what the psychopaths, the witches told them to do. Yeah. Um, I'm asking, the, I'm talking about this subject because uh, if I'm, let's say, I, I want to talk about the fear of the, of the, let's say, of us usual people. Yeah. Because on the one hand, we, for example, we can, we can have the courage to make a personal trust. Okay. But on the other hand, uh, for example, a police officer who is indoctrinated, he doesn't care about that. And then he takes me in prison and that's it. And then he's getting, okay, you can, then you can talk to the next, uh, to the other guy who has the same problem like you. Yeah. And this, and where do you, where do you get the courage to do this? Because as a, as I said, um, the, for example, we had, we had, for example, in Germany, we had this, this case, there were people who were Reichsburger and then the police, uh, they came like, uh, like, like the army forced in this flat. And they were, and, and the policeman said that he was indoctrinated that they were terrorists. Yeah. So they, then they found out these were normal people without, let's say with different thinking, let's say it this way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we saw, or we see it also in the demonstrations, the, the, the police people, the police officers who are, who are, um, used in demonstrations, they don't have any, any sympathy, uh, empath empathy with uh, with the demonstrators nothing at all yeah so the question is how can the people get the courage although they have the fear that that the other side will not listen to what they say yeah. how do you deal how do you deal with this well the only way to deal with it is on a very spiritual level and and you just have to like look for it from from within and find like the love from within you, right, to express out. And that's through, through faith of the creator and love from within and then express that out. So we need to try and, and like get rid of the indoctrination of these people because, you know, they have been given this path to go along, be the police officers, and they've been shown that you know, they, they, these people are terrorists. Why are they terrorists? They're terrorists because they're walking along the street and want freedom. Oh, well, they can't have it. They're a terrorist. But they're, they're just spoken to. The thing is, you what you can't do is you can't go and start hitting them or fighting them that way because that's what they're used to and that's what they want. And they can only be um, 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 fought with love and understanding. You know, I'm not saying it's easy, right? But like, this is what we need to bring the strength from faith and the strength, knowing that we're right. And, uh, you know, I know I'm right. And I know what I'm doing is right. And I know by supporting man and woman that I'm doing right. And I'm doing what, what I was sent here to do by the creator. So I can only use that. And that is the courage. And then try and pass that courage on to others to stand and then get them to like, look at me and say, well, look, this is how we stand. First of all, I'm doing it on the lawful side, you know, so I haven't done anything wrong to man or woman and I'm, I'm in the law. Right. So and explain and express them to that way. But that's the only way that you can ever win it. So if you look as crazy as it might sound like Mahatma Gandhi, then that's the only way that he could ever possibly have won was by showing them love, peace and understanding. And that's the only way we can go forward. You cannot bring the vibration of the planet lower 
by being like them. We have to lift the, the vibration up. And if you're lifting the vibration up and you're spreading that, that vibration so that people's confidence lifts, people's love lifts, and their, their like sort of like joy of life lifts, it will lift up the vibration. And then you're going to get that, whatever it is, the 30, 25 monkeys syndrome where the monkeys start copying what they see so that everyone starts to lift. It's the only way we can win, you know, as, as, as I don't know what you call it. You know, it, it sounds like, like, like ironic or weird, you know, like, I mean, or oh, that sounds crazy, but it's like love and compassion is the only way to live or the only way to win. Let okay. Me <laughs> Brilliant. No, this, uh, thank you so much. It was, uh, I think this was, uh, very good words for the end. It was a real pleasure talking to you, Peter. My, my pleasure. And I give you to Roy. Thank you. Pleasure. Pleasure. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks a million, Peter. I, I, I don't know what's after happening with Grace. That's why I'm kind of writing there. It's not that I'm uh, checking my emails. Or I'm actually trying to get Grace back in because I'm conscious of uh, not losing this live call because she created it. And I don't know what happens if we all just end does you know does it come back on but i suppose you can let people know how they get and get get in contact with you and i just know myself because i've seen the facebook group that you're in it's 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 one that's actually very helpful for people because i see the support that's there and how people are helping each other so you might just tell the different places where people can find you yeah i mean the 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 main channel on youtube it's 2021 return to democracy uh which is linked as well to the facebook book group which is uh contract law um and <laughs> i think uh claim your straw man something along those lines but it's linked in with the youtube channel and obviously we have uh claim your and smash on the websites as well we will have the trust one which but i'll not say that now because we're still working on the the back end of that to actually uh get it all tied together before we can launch all those trusts where you'll be able to get your hands on them and, and have a look at all of the videos as well as the templates for the trusts. Okay. Excellent. And yeah, just thank you very much for all that you're doing. And as mentioned at the start episode number 148, cause we covered totally different stuff on that episode. That's it. You came on my awakening show. So people can find that. I I'm really at a loss. Maybe Hartman Duke. I don't want to, that we all just end this because I'm really conscious of the live i'm trying to get grace back in i mean if he wants you can you can uh leave if he if you need to do something because uh, I'll, I'll actually stay on just in case to get grace on just so that we can uh keep the recording just in case because i don't will it go to her if we all end i, I just you know because there was so much knowledge that was shared really valuable information i understand yeah. Uh, you want to say you want to say online so that we don't lose the recording. Yeah, well, me anyway. You can you can leave if you want, and I'll try to get Grace on. And you know, obviously, I can edit the, the video, so that's uh, you know. So I just apologize to the listeners that I'm rambling on. But if you want to leave, I just want to thank Peter. Thank you very much for your, for your time. And no, yeah, no very pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. No, it was Peter. great. Really enjoyed it. Very nice to meet everybody. And fortunately, lost Grace there, but. Yeah, great, great to meet you, Harmer, as well. Fantastic. But uh, I will have to shoot off because I've got another appointment i got to go to. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. So once you leave, and I'm, I'm in, so I'm going to ring Grace and try to get her in. But thanks again. Charlie. All right. Well, everybody take care. All yes. Right? Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. So, um, 
Yeah, because we're still live, so I'll, I'll read. We are still live. If we are still live, then, for example, we can talk a little bit about. Uh, it depends whether we shall talk about some uh, um, tough stuff. This is my subject normally. <laughs> um, so at the moment, uh, I think common law is one of the most powerful tool we have, and uh, we need this. Uh, we need also this power because. Um, let me check. Uh, I want to. I, I discussed it a little, for example, about the European Council Resolution twenty three sixty one, which will be presented as um, as a law that uh, in July twenty twenty two, in which the European Union want the EU COVID nineteen certificate um, for. Let's say they want to use it in order in order to give us the freedom to travel. So in that case, um, they ha have the intention to uh, establish cash machines, which will work with QR codes. And in that moment, uh, it's not possible to get any cash in the bank anymore. And uh, the Belgium, Belgium is already in installing them at the moment. And um, and uh, they have the intention uh, within 18 months i don't know when when the state will start but within 18 months to uh, delete all cash money yeah so um as peter said we have to establish our own communities we have to establish our own um so system also our own money system uh, money system is Maybe not, not the right word. Maybe exchange. But what you said is actually very valuable. Is the one not to use the coins, but to get the the bars the, because the bars. Yeah, because yes. it's not related to the country. And I mean, they've been pushing that for for years with the you know try to get people not to use the cash. And yes, they're also I, I'm convinced they're behind the crypto as well because they're like I know we're both you know involved in that and they've the crypto podcast, but because. They're constantly pushing it. You got senators talking about it. They're really, and when they're telling you to do something, I always say, buyer beware. Because every time they're asking us to do something, they're never doing it for us. They're doing it for them. They do it. Of course they do. And uh, uh, also, for example, in Germany, we have here um, an Australian guy who has a YouTube channel. It's Bernie from Australia. And uh, he made a very interesting uh, YouTube video in which he stated that all employers from Australia have to establish um, an, a digital ID certificate um, until September uh, 2022 for themselves, which will be registered in Geneva. And if you don't have it, you will have, uh, you can pay a fine up to 1 million Australian US, Australian dollars up to yeah and this is so um, doesn't matter what's going to happen and uh, for example also concerning the question whether there will be a let's say forced jab or not yeah um, the interesting thing for example in Germany is in our we had here um, uh, our government made a decision whether they sh whether we shall have the false jab or not and the interesting thing is uh, no one got no solution got a majority 
but let's say from 590 parliament members, more than 500 vote for, for not stopping the false jab. Yeah. So this is, so it will come. The question I, is, I, I did, I, cause I'm sure there was a thing going around recently, but the EU, so you could kind of object cause they were trying to have this passport. I won't say the name cause I don't want it to affect this cause we can put it on more channels, but basically yeah. apparently it got approved. And I know that there was a lot of people trying to actually write in and object to this and it wasn't accepting it. So even though they were kind of saying this is an Opal platform on the EU, write in and give your objection. There was people trying to do it and they, they, it wasn't able to register. But I saw just a day or two ago that they're after approving it, apparently. Which... Yeah, it's, it's, it's what I said. The, the European Council with its resolution 2361, they do not deny anymore the forced trap. They do not deny it anymore. So uh, this, with this uh, new resolution, uh, which will be presented in, uh, on the 1st of July 2022, the, the game uh, starts again. And uh, yeah, and this is, uh, the problem is, um, we can only do it with common law. And the interesting thing is we can only do it also by spiritual, uh, in a spiritual way. He has. Uh, it was so interesting what uh, Peter said at the at the end, mm. because let's say it this way: if you want to start a revolution, for example, um, the classical one with blood and tears and sweat and all that stuff, the problem is these people are better trained than us. Yeah. So Should it, we cannot thrones and everything. There's no way you could. Not, they they have such technology today. There's no way that you could beat them like that. We have no. to we have to do it through brains and like even take it by city by city by actually the power. So if you if you get somebody that's decent that becomes the mayor, you know, like the reality is through Freedom of Information Act, get a hundred people in each little city and then just gain momentum. Because it's like the monkey thing that he mentioned. I mean, that's that's how it works. So if you see a hundred people all objecting. Then you're getting curious. Whereas if there's only two or three, which is hard, I mean, you probably know that yourself. It's very hard to get people on board. I mean, what I'm finding is I'm talking about all the trails in the sky and everything, and all you have is people thinking you're a nut job. By yet we've got the proof, we know it, and there's people that are doing the freedom of information, and yet you know you've people objecting. But if you've got a hundred, I believe if you get a hundred people in each city, you get the momentum to start making the change that you can. You know, and it'll have to be done at that because everything they're doing, they need local level to comply. And once you can actually knock that little bottom ring, then it doesn't work. And if if you're looking there and you're going, wow, in Poland, Roy has gathered 100 people and much and they've, they've started out, you'd want to move there or else you, everything is shared and it's replicated. So that's one way that I can see it. But it's it's just a case of trying to get more people. I mean, I'm consciously doing it. I'm reaching out to people. I've got you know a few people interested, but uh, it ain't that easy. No, uh, but and and uh, what I also want to recommend all listeners again is to read uh, to read the Amnesty International report from 1974 about torture. And uh, this is you cannot go too too if you want to discuss uh, say things with people. Uh, you cannot go much more back in the past because then they say you are you are completely out of uh, out of this time you and you don't have 
you don't have any clue. But if you if you read this um, Amnesty International report and if you understand how psychological the government works with us, yeah, you must. The interesting thing is, um, the the governments they have is they have uh, statistics for everything. For ex uh, in order to understand, for example, in Germany, if um, if there are people on the streets. The most people on the streets are not people uh, uh, who have houses. They are people who live in flats. Because if the people, uh, the people who owns houses, they have to pay the credit every month. And they cannot lose the job. So they are in fear. And because of the big debt, they are in fear and they do their job anyhow, in order not to lose the house. So for this reason, the the German government knows exactly how many how many houses have to be built in specific areas in order not to get any riots. Yeah. So, and and uh, this understanding is important to yeah to to see the clear picture and also to understand also why specific people don't go on the street. Yeah, it's. It's a psychological, it's a psychological warfare. Interesting, interesting. And that uh, amnesty thing, you might say, send me the link so I can put it in the show notes. I have so to, I, show, I have to look at it again. I will do, <laughs> I will do. I have, I have to look at, for it again, because it's. Uh, if you see, see it, if you're looking for Google, after three, four times uh, searching it, you can find it. Um, if you say Amnesty International report, 1974 torture pdf then you got it yeah, okay. Okay. yeah it's uh and this everything is mentioned there it's also it's also very interesting to see um for example in greek in greece in greece there was uh, there was this military dictatorship from 1960s to 1974 and and the interesting thing is this dictatorship was only won by the media because the media was so fast presenting the truth in the newspapers faster than the, the government, the military dictatorship can re could react. And so the information became public also to the rest of the European Union. And the European Union or the European, European Union Commission um, got to the opinion that a military dictatorship was not adequate for a European Union member. So they had to uh, become a democracy again. And so you can see the force on the power of the fourth media or of the fourth force in, this, in, the, in the state. But if this force is controlled, there is no alternative except us, <laughs> for example. <laughs> What's yeah. your what's your thoughts on um, uh, Elon Musk with Twitter? Do you think uh, this regarding? I I think he's controlled opposition as well. To be honest with you, I mean I know a lot of people think that he's uh, one of the good boys, but if you look at the, the 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 family line and everything, but I know that some people are believing that because he's involved in that now, they're going to try to change it that it's free speech. But I don't believe so. But I'm just curious what you think on that one. Um, let's see it this way. I let's. Um, I want to I want to answer with a picture. For example, take take an oil pump in Texas. 
there's a small oil pump and then you have a lot of uh grass and uh, the cows are there everything is everything is fine okay there's also something other things but let's say it this way the the production of oil is more or less stable and if you compare it with the if you compare it with the lithium mine it's horrible and this is the, the and this is the thing it's it's uh, the whole uh, the whole thing is a lie and and uh, someone who is telling us this and is, uh, and wants to present us a, a, a robot or a robot who will support us in uh, in 23 or 24 hmm. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> this is my personal opinion yeah yeah, I'm, so I'm, still this... trying, I'm still trying with uh, Grace to to get in. She's saying she's rebooting, so I'm I'm suggesting that she log in with her phone because then she should be able to. I'm just I, like I don't know. I've never it's never happened to me like that because I'm just conscious that we still get the recording, you know. Because you know, yeah, it's, I hope we can we can upload it, yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. Um, no, the, and um, this is this is important. This is. Uh, the problem is, and uh, and this is the reason why I recommend also this uh, Amnesty International report so much. It is um, it is very important to understand what happens to people who have uh, whose will is broken. Um, let's say it this way: it doesn't matter why your will is broken. It's, if someone forced you to do something what you don't want to do, and they finally get it done. Your will is broken, and they, and the and the people who forced you to do it, the torturer, becomes the new leader of the victim. And the victim is protecting the torturer and thinks that his behavior is good. And then the victim becomes the next torturer for the next victim. So, I'm telling you that because if you have a lot of discussions with people who got already the jab think about that yeah and uh, be aware about that because it can be there is a possibility that there is a betrayal let's say it this way yeah and that's that's that's, that's kind of a known fact what you said there is like through the years that's how it behaves like there's been plenty of cases where people that were abused they actually respected the person that abused them and it's the exact same in this kind of situation and unfortunately i mean you've seen it i mean unfortunately we're seeing families fighting among each other and uh, neighbors and everything and yeah i yeah. like the uh, peter's pyramid analogy because we all know everything's inverted it was nice the way he actually yes done it. that was beautiful that's absolutely beautiful and uh and uh the idea is to how to start with the with these things and to establish a private foundation for for only for someone else for someone for for yourself yeah. it it doesn't matter if you uh, let's say it this way you don't need to of course you have to go public any uh, one's time but if you start to think about it in your in your personal private environment and then to to think how to how to establish it officially that's the beginning every time one every day one step no exactly exactly and i mean like with, with all the stuff that i'm putting out and i'm seeing this there's 
just thousands of people looking at the BB1, looking at the Peter Stone and even the Peter Wilson stuff as well. It's They're the most popular, so people are conscious of it, which is a brilliant thing because what you need is you get the, the guy that's like a solicitor-minded. You know, some people that they've just got a brain that they just absorb everything and they can, uh, you know, work on it extremely fast. You get a couple of hundred of them people and then you'll see it speeding up because there's so many, even on the courses, there's, there's people constantly writing, how can I get on the course? How can I get on the course? Which is fantastic because it means that there's more and more applying. And what they're doing, it's not like other kind of systems where, uh, you know, somebody knows something and they don't tell the others. This is a system where everybody is sharing. There's different groups and that's beautiful to see. Everybody is trying to get others involved and they're sharing, hey, this is how you get over you know, dealing with uh, the bailiffs. This is how you get over dealing with the bank. This is how you get over, you know, utility companies. And the more we see that, because they, they lose their power, because once people figure it out and understand about the letters and everything is fraudulent, it just, it'll, it'll be, it's like the hundred thing. Because, you know, once I figure this out and I do it, and it works. Then you're telling the next guy who tells another couple. And before you know it, it's too late for him. And I, I, I feel we're kind of we're at the start of it, but it, it's going to just go very fast. It's going to very fast, and uh, it's very also very interesting because um, they have um, they have three topics the whole time, uh, all over the centuries, and these centuries is health, climate, and war. And uh, this is coming again in repetition, and. Um, in the last two years, we had uh, we had the problem with the, with the health. It worked like it worked. Now they come with war, and then they come with climate. Yeah. Yeah. For example, uh, in Germany, we have also we don't have only an, uh, a minister for economy. We have a we have a super minister for economy and climate. And the interesting thing is, we don't talk about uh, let's say scientists and we expert, but we talk about health economists and climate economists. This is very interesting. This is a very interesting word because it's it's a subject with its lobby. Yeah. So our let's say our health minister is also a health economist. And our economist minister is a climate economist. So think about that. Okay. Grace, you're here. Thank you so much. <laughs> we, we, kept, we kept the show going. <laughs> we, we were afraid we might lose the recording. So that's why we kept going. Thank you very much. And uh, forgive me. <laughs> Not at all. Everything is fine. That's the right word. No problem at all. It was it was the craziest one. Suddenly, I said, "I wish I have an." This is my only computer. I wish I have another one, <laughs> because even on the phone, it, it, I had still a challenge. But anyway, it, I I trust. I'm I'm sure it was all good conversation and help for the people. Yeah. So, and that's it. And we we thank everyone, and we thank uh, Peter, I guess. Okay. Yes. So watch, watch for more. We have more upcoming um, interesting podcasts for you next week. And so, and do feel to share it and just reach out to any of us. 
Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.